Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when signing up your PointsBet account to live your bet life. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Wednesday. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Down there, giving y'all the peace sign is Will the Goat Gottlieb. He's at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. Across me, my guy Big Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out to everybody who... uh, showed up in large numbers to very rapidly push that over 4k um i'm sure dave, I'm sure dave is thrilled about that sound more bitter if you can yeah i will i will sound more bitter if i can <laughs> bitter like the taste of kale exactly thank you lauren y'all should have saw it listen it went up early, all right? It went up early in the morning. Hey, we're 100 out. Can we get to 100? I'm thinking it's going to be a few days. One day. <laughs> it took the I just, one If we day. can get 100 followers in a day, why can't we do that every day? And then we can get to oh. 6,000 before the start of the season, and then you guys can see me do a Kyle Korver three-point shootout. Oh, Will, I got plans for that because that was my exact thought. Like, if they want to see him do that, how badly do they want to see you dressed up as Kyle Corbett? I know Matt and I definitely want to see this. So I know people will love to see you dressed up full regalia of Kyle Corbett. A, a jersey I've looked on the internet. Oh, we'll find, find it. anywhere. Don't worry. I trust, I trust you to find it, Dave. <laughs> oh, you know I'm going to find I'm finding it. What you need? Venmo I'll get you the like, socks. I feel like I that's it. not even punishment for Will. That's just going to help Will and his self-esteem because he's going to look <laughs> and feel like Kyle Corbett, which, of course, is a good thing. Yeah, no, but you no get to be healthy too. Me. You're yeah. a, you're abusing me. I'm not you know I'm not it. trying to be compared to other players. I'm the first Will Gottlieb, okay? Ooh. I'm not trying to be the second, second Kyle Corver. I'm trying to be the first. I heard Will that. Gottlieb. Wait. So, but if you're the goat, why aren't you on the on the cover of NBA 2K23? What's uh, what's the deal He's with humble. that? I should be, humble. but the Devin the Devin Booker cover goes hard. I like that. Does it? Yeah, we're looking at the Jordan one. Cool. So, <laughs> we're looking at the Jordan. Jordan one is cool too. In my world, there isn't even a Devin Booker cover. <laughs> yeah, and like I, legit, I don't even think I've seen a picture of it yet, and I don't need to because it's dumb that it exists. Well, <laughs> I think it looks cool. I also think the Jordan one looks cool. Yeah, Both and I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how true this is, but I saw one that had uh, Sue Bird and, and uh, Diana Taurasi on it, also. Oh. That's so cool. I hope that that's the case as well. I hope that's cool as well because we saw one with Candace Parker last time. Yeah, so I hope the that that's the and case. Third also. best players in WNBA history following Fact. CP3. True Fact. story. Fact. Fact. Shout so, out yeah, to uh, the case. CHGO Sky. Go give him a follow. Go give him a listen. Um, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Asher Evan yeah, comments that's... can we get Kyle Corver to come out of retirement because we need shooters? Um, oh hell yeah! There, there that, it is. That cover there is. There it is. Fierce. Yeah. Look yeah. At I like that, that man. Yeah, it's ill, bro. Like, yeah, like, I love this kind of thing. So I wonder if they're going to do the three cover, the three cover thing probably every year now. You know, a legend, a current player, and a WNBA player. I think that's the way to go uh, going forward for them. Hey, Rust Cole in the comments. Yeah, we are talking about the WNBA. Damn right we are. What the-, the only reigning champion in the city of Chicago right now is the Chicago Sky. 
Almost made me curse, bro. <laughs> yeah, we talk about the WNBA. Don't worry, Dave. I got Russ you. Man, Cole... Get the fuck out of here. Trashing the WNBA? Come what on, planet bro. do you live on? Russ Stop Cole's it. the character from uh, True Detective Season 1. I think this dude's got some real nihilistic shit going on. Oh, I watched that and I wouldn't even know that. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. I was, I was like, oh, great username. Horrific take. So, horrific <laughs> take. GTFO, Rust. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, we got uh, a lot to talk about today. We're basically going to go over everything that we've seen and heard uh, from the Bulls uh, series of practices getting ready for their summer league games. We've heard from the summer league coach, John Bryant, who is an assistant on Billy Donovan's staff. Uh, we've heard from Marco Simonovich, who has bulked up. Uh, and we've also heard from Dale and Terry and heard of uh, his teammates and his coach singing his praises. So we're going to talk about all that coming up here next. Um, you, let, let's start with Dale and Terry because I think Bulls fans, it's fair to say, were underwhelmed with the selection on draft night. Certainly lots of Bulls fans were underwhelmed with the pick. Everything that this kid has said and done so far is like making Chicagoans fall in love with him. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not just the stuff. Well, yeah, he was at the Sox game throwing out the first pitch yesterday. And I gave a shout out to the big hurt Frank Thomas. That's awesome. Big Dave, I know you loved it when he shouted out that story of his uncle telling him about, you know, Benji Wilson. And like, he's already very much accepted Chicago as like, this is my city now. But at these summer league practices, he's also proving to his teammates and his coach, I'm here to work. I'm here to be competitive as hell, um, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Oh, thank you, Lawrence. There's a shot at him throwing out the first pitch yesterday. Do we have a video of that? I didn't watch one if there was, but I saw uh, him. I definitely watched practice. it. I there is a video, up. and he pump fakes twice, which is not allowed. I thought it was three times. Mound. <laughs> was it three <laughs> times? Yeah, it looked like three times, but it could have been twice. But not... yeah, Either way, you, you're right. You cannot do that <laughs> on the pitch's mount, but it was fine. He, he got it over the plate. It was a it was a ball outside, but he got it over the plate, and then and then he uh pump faked uh shot a fadeaway. <laughs> also, hope, the south ball when he was up close. Is so, better yeah. than his throwing form. It, it looks is. like it, it from is. the from the pictures I've seen. It, it looks like, and throwing I'm sure you've seen it up close too. Will need some work. Okay, work. okay. Gonna need some work. Did they is go the in though? Will? Right, here, here you guys go. I got yeah. Here's the it's, it's oh. him coming out here. Oh, yeah, that's a box. Here's the runner admits. Runner, <laughs> that wasn't it yet. That was just him practicing. Here, here he's coming out. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. Here, here comes the pitch. This is definitely yeah, a balk. Several. Wait, that, yeah, uh, yeah. They they must have cut that out. They cut him. out the part where he boxed three times. But that was nice. Where he, oh man, he, he did the the shot there to, to Southpaw. So yeah, good yeah, times. he did. That that was my favorite part. Yeah, doing a nice little fadeaway shot to uh, Southpaw was cool. But but yeah, it was it was great. Um. I will honestly will. I, I wish I could be concerned about this. Well, I'm more concerned with it going in. It, he could shoot like we we've had guys here who had terrible forms. Matt's favorite player had a terrible form of shooting. But if it goes in, that's all I care about. <laughs> so yeah, just keep shooting them. If they hitting, cool. If they're missing, change your form. Do something Lawrence, different. You, you know. Can you put up the picture uh, from right before, like the thumbnail from the video of Dalen's jump shot form? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, toss yeah, that on. That Look at that elbow. You got to tuck that in, my guy. You got to tuck that elbow in, man. And his like uh, his his guiding left hand is behind the ball. It's behind the ball. That's a weird. That's a but weird we'll, shot. Look, did they I, go in the? I, as resident Kyle Corver, know what good form looks like. <laughs> and Dalen, if you if you want a shooting coach, I'm more than happy to oblige. Um, did they go in? If I, you want to go in, coach, I, hope so. <laughs> I feel like he would not be no to a shooting coach because, yeah, everyone's observing already how hard this kid's working. Peter in the comments, yeah, saying Dalen has that dog mentality. He's that a this dog, yeah. really needs seems like a gym rat. Uh, Alex agreeing, saying he has that dog in him, and of course, you have to spell it D A W G for the mm. full effect. Um, this is what his coach John Bryant had to say when he was asked about his first impressions. Uh, of Dale and Terry at practice. Thank you, Lawrence. The one thing I'll say about Dale and today, he was voted by his teammates as the guy who competed the hardest. So that mm -hmm. lets you know that he's going to be in the mix every single time. 
So John Bryant, I guess, has come up with sort of um, an interesting strategy, an interesting element to add into their summer league practices where the players can kind of vote on awards for their teammates. Who did this the best today? Who did this the best today? Mm -hmm. And day one, most competitive went to Dale and Terry, including Patrick Williams casting his vote for Dale and Terry in that category, which Dale said meant a lot to him, knowing that, you know, of the people at summer league, you know, Pat is the elder statesman, essentially, entering his third year in the NBA. Um, But everyone from Patrick to to John Bryant and others are just constantly talking about how competitive Dale and Terry is. And again, this is summer league practice. You know, Allen Iverson is somewhere rolling his eyes. But Dale and Terry is like, nah, man, I just got drafted in the NBA. This is serious business. I'm coming in and I'm going to work my ass off starting from day one, practice one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and he looks like he wants it. And it was so many wonderful things that that were said about Dalen Terry to make you a fan uh, of him. One, like you said, was the hard work. When they mentioned that they had to actually kick him out of the gym because he was in there practicing. They had to tell him to go home. It was the fourth. Like, bro, you got to go to the crib. Like, that's what you want to hear. Uh, when you hear how competitive he is with Patrick Williams and how he honestly – I'm telling this is why I always say I love the in my opinion, AK has his pulse on the finger of his team because he knows what certain guys need. And Patrick Williams needs a dude that can kick him in the ass and be on him, you know what I'm saying, and bring that competitive thing up out of him. And Dalen Terry kind of does that. And he was doing that in practice. And he was proud of bringing that fire out of Patrick Williams, man. And it's in there. It's got to be brought out. You know what I'm saying? And Dalen Terry just seems like he's the kind of guy to uh bring that out. But also, coach talked about his passing ability as well and how he was getting all his teammates involved uh and and doing it that way and i thought that was great and the other thing coach said was great with with those awards that he he did matt he said he he stole it from his college coach but he left out the the cream puff award that they give to the person that isn't working the hardest enough he said i don't want to bring that here uh i don't want to bring that along here to this level but john bryant that was my first real interaction with him you know just seeing him and hearing him talk and things like that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad this guy's assistant on the team. Um, the joy he spoke with why he gets the coach was just radiant. You know what I'm saying? It radiated off the screen how happy he was to just be out there. And he went as far, but he stopped short of saying, I want to be a head coach. Like, you could kind of see him getting to that point, like, I didn't know I wanted to do this like this, but now I kind of want to do this, guys. And he kind of stopped short and was like, yeah, I'm happy to be an assistant and be on the bench and having Billy Donovan doing it like that. Yeah, but, Will, you, but you all asked the th- him about that the other day, didn't you? About, like, his communication with Billy and uh... – Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think what's been really cool about this training camp process is that the Bulls are basically empowering some of the lower-level assistants. I don't mean that, like, um, condescendingly. Like, John Bryant is one of the – you know, lo- he's not – Chris Fleming or Mo Cheeks, one of the top few assistants, he's lower down the totem pole and they've given him a real opportunity to coach professional basketball. And I think that's really cool. And then um, Paul Miller, who's an assistant to Billy Donovan and Chris Kent, who's in the video room are the offensive and defensive coordinators. So they're giving guys Mm. opportunities uh, who wouldn't normally get this kind of chance. So I I think that's really cool. And um, I just kind of wanted to know from John Bryant, who by the way, is just like, really charismatic and great um and just like a very genuine honest guy uh we can talk more about him but in terms of the process for how the bulls are approaching summer league i just think it's really cool the way that they're doing it and he was saying that billy's been very hands-off but they've been communicating a lot and billy will kind of come up to him on the sideline and just ask him questions about why he's doing the things that he's doing go over like this decision or that decision and how it worked out and kind of letting him learn on the fly, hands-off approach. And I, I just think that's really cool. I think that's kind of Billy's strategy in general. But um, Summer League in general is very cool because you just allow guys to have opportunities. That's what that's the whole thing, right? It's rookies coming in and getting their feet wet in the NBA. It's fringe NBA players trying to get a job, trying out in front of all these uh, GMs and front offices and scouts and video guys and all this stuff. And it's a real opportunity for these coaches too. And your point to your point, Dave, that he said everything short of that he wants to be a head coach. He did say like now he's got the itch, and yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool. So 
Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very excited to see how he does. I'm very excited to see how Dalen does. Dalen uh, is getting some high praise. And the, the one thing I wanted to talk about with him is like his form of leadership and how, you know, Damar is very cool and collected and, and reserved. And he's never like yelling at guys. He just like leads by example. And I think Zach is that way too. Vooch is not super vocal. And that's not to say any of these guys are bad leaders because I think they all are really good leaders, but it's their style of leadership. And the Bulls don't have anybody that's going to be that Joakim Noah, Draymond Green type to like really fire you up and get in your face and tell you when you're doing something wrong and how to fix it. And it's really difficult for a 20-year-old rookie to come in and start, you know, telling people where to be and where to go. But I think mm-hmm. he's got some of that in him. And I'm, I'm excited to see him grow and learn the game and have these experiences to where now, you know, he can start to direct traffic a little bit and, and have that sort yes. of uh, have that sort of energy that the Bulls really lack. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. one of the favorite things I've heard over the past week of these, you know, handful of summer league practices is him after practice number one this past Saturday saying, I was talking, making guys know I was here on the floor, trying to live up to the hype when it comes to being a lead guy and being competitive. We've talked about how much the Bulls missed Alex Caruso's communication on the floor when he went down with that injury, and and same thing with Lonzo Ball. It doesn't matter that he's a rookie. If he's coming in and putting in the work and then saying, well, someone here needs to communicate, so I'll I'll put that upon myself to be the guy communicating the most and talking the loudest out there so everybody knows where they need to be, then great. Like I love that. I love a rookie who comes in and is not talking to build up themselves, but they're using their voice to help their teammates. And that kind of sounds exactly like what John Bryant echoed when he was you know, being asked questions about Dalen too. It's like, he's very vocal for a rookie coming into his first summer league practice, but he is vocal in ways that help his teammates. And it's not him talking about me, me, me. Yeah. He's yeah. not being a, a jerk ass when he's out there on the floor, just <laughs> doing it like that as a rookie, because I think that's the key point of what you're saying right there, Matt. It's okay to be a jerk ass and stuff like that, but that's something you got to earn. You can't come in on day one like that as a rookie. You're going to be put in your place immediately, and then that can hurt your standing going forward as your years go on and on and on. But coming in, just being acclimated to everybody and just having that fire, having that tenacity, and the right guys he's pushing, like Patrick Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's in his third year, bro. Like, yeah, he ain't going to do that to Zach Levine. You know what I'm saying? Or it might not even be DeMar DeRozan. Or even if he does, they they might not accept it the same. But it's the fact that he's approaching it with the respect and they know that he's approaching it with we're just trying to make this team better and I'm not trying to take anybody down. Yeah, and I think that's where things kind of went awry with Tristan Thompson a little bit was that like he wasn't he wasn't going out there and still being that guy that he used to be that had sort of like the qualifications to be able to do that. And Dalen's not there yet either. I think it's it works with the summer league guys and, you know, the two way guys and things like that. But. I think that's who he is, and I think he's going to be that way for a long time with this team. And it, and it also plays really well off of John Bryant's leadership style, which is very much empowering the players, letting them be who they are, um, making sure that they are out there like competing. I think that's kind of pillar number one for him is just like mm-hmm. effort and, and compete level, he keeps saying. Um, but he's also very hands-off and wants to – you know, foster guys growth um, and let them sort of grow up in the way that they want to grow up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, when will you're talking about summer league being a great place and a great event for those who might not normally get as large of an opportunity to get a larger opportunity, whether it's John Bryant stepping into a bigger coaching role or people in the video room or the players themselves, I am very curious to see how big big of a role Dale and Terry plays on this team in their summer league games. Is he in that starting five? I'm guessing he will be. And then Mm -hmm. beyond that, how many minutes does John Bryant play him? Is he looking to score? Is he looking to facilitate? How big of an imprint is he going to put on these games as a rookie playing in his first competitive NBA-ish basketball? I can't wait to see what it is because honestly as he's been you know showing and 
you know, and doing in practice, he's doing a little bit of everything. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest reasons that AK and Eversley and Billy and, and the entire, you know, Bulls uh, scouting team were attracted to him is that he could do a lot of different stuff and he can do a lot of different stuff well. So just how much of that is, are we going to see him showcase in these summer league games? Yeah, I think that's the idea is to, sorry, uh, sorry, Dave. I was just going to say that's the idea for him to sort of mop up the the role that Patrick Williams had last year, which was the primary guy. Um, They want to play up and down. They want to make sure the ball is moving and make sure everybody's getting touches, but Dalen is going to be, the point guard, he is going to be the one who has the ball in his hands and they're going to challenge him to really play the way that he did the last couple of games of, of Arizona season um, and see what he can do off the bounce, see if he can put pressure on the rim, try to leverage his IQ and his passing ability and, you know, just see what happens. And uh, I think a lot of people have talked about this, but there's a lot of expectations that go along with performing well in summer league as a rookie um that's not his case io did not play well last year i think pat put up numbers but was really inefficient last year so for pat especially like that's not his you know bread and butter that's not really who he is they want to see if they can get that out of him Uh, and i think it might be similar for dalen so i don't want to set the expectations too high but he's going to be the guy he's the 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 most sort of important player on the roster when it comes to guaranteed players who are going to be on the bulls roster next year. So they want to see what he can do. They want to, you know, test his ability to just see how far he can expand his game. And and I'd like to see who he impacts around him. What players are affected by him positively uh, on the court and off the court. So I'm going to be looking at, and I know it's summer league, but I'm still looking at that because for me, that's going to play into how Dalen Terry can impact players on the floor when he's playing uh, in the league this season, when the season begins. So I'm interested to see who he gets involved, um, who guys kind of feed off of his confidence, because that would also be telling of what guys need what, because some guys, you know, aren't self-motivated. Some guys need that kind of motivation and need that kick in the face and that kick in the pants. And yeah, so I'll be looking at that to see who plays, who meets, meets him at his level of where he is as far as his energy is concerned. All right. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Marco Simonovic, the former second-round pick uh, who spoke to the media yesterday uh, after practice, what we might see from him in summer league, and if this is the year when we actually see him crack the Bulls rotation for real. We will get to that coming up next. But first, look at my guy Big Dave there. We're in that beautiful, pristine, gorgeous points bet T-shirt. Big Dave, tell the people, would you please? Oh, don't you see it? You think it's a coincidence that the sign is here and this is here? It's all in unison, baby. It's all connected, baby. All in one. And if you want to support what we do here at CHGO, well, the best way to do that is to download that PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. And just for doing that, you know what you're going to get? Two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content, which there is going to be a ton of after we get it down going on in Summer League in Vegas, baby. And you'll even get that free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's 2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free T-shirt of your choice from that locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit. Where? At PointsBet. Your home for live in play betting. And guess what, y'all? It just got even better. Is your favorite team primed for a comeback? You see an edge in the game that you're watching? Well, don't just watch that game. Bet along with it live, y'all. Because it's more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash payouts. I'll say it again faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long, all game. So what are you waiting for, y'all? Use that PointsBet app right now and download that promo code and use that code CHGO. It's time to elevate your live betting game because once that game starts, no, you don't know. No, you don't just bet. Young Thrillinium, tell them what they do. You live your bet life. That's what you do. 
Oh, uh, it never gets old. It never gets old. Oh my god. Uh, today's episode is also brought to you guys by our great friends at Strava Craft Coffee. Three of us are jetting off to Vegas tomorrow to cover Summer League. Um, there might not be a lot of sleeping, uh, but there's going to be a lot of action. So, you know what I'm really going to want is some Strava Craft Coffee while I'm there. Strava. Can you bring some for me? <laughs> we'll I might see. order some to the house. We'll see if I have enough. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get going on that right now. Actually, this, this is a three Strava cup a day CBD guy. Coffee <laughs> is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad mm. spectrum CBD. CBD, which comes from hemp, doesn't make you high or give you the munchies, but it does offer real benefits. They can help you feel alert and focused without those coffee jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. Even if our hours of sleep get reduced on this Vegas trip, those hours will be more resourceful if we had mm-hmm. some Strava Craft coffee earlier that day. It's all about mm. the sleep efficiency. And exactly. also, mm, the CBD that you're about to talk about might just help with the hangovers, too. Might mm, just might. might. Just Why would there be those? I don't know what you're talking about, though. I plan on drinking zero alcoholic beverages while we're in Vegas for five days. Like literally, though. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. The best part is that Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional <laughs> CBD format with a powerful entourage. And effect of benefits. And right now, CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use promo code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use promo code CHGO25. Give it a try. Give it a try. What's up, Salim? Salim in the comments. <laughs> um, woo. Rick Spades with a hot take. Dalen will leapfrog over Javante Green as Demar's backup. How dare you, sir? Ooh, don't don't takes. you even think for half a second about besmirching the good name of Javante Green. But um, wouldn't that be kind of nice? That means Dalen's going to be really good. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's wonderful exactly. thing if that actually. That's a happens. great yeah. positive. Send him positive vibes, guys. We want positive yes. energy in Dalen Terry's direction. That would be great. You're, you're right. Gio said, good luck to Big Dave if you're going to Vegas with Matt. Um, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, man. y'all Big don't Dave, Matt knows Big Dave's going to be the troublemaker. Will is going to be the troublemaker. I'm just going to be there. I'm just going to try to survive. I'm going to try to survive the heat. One thing Matt knows about me is I will not do – you can't make me do anything. <laughs> if I don't want to do it, it ain't getting done. So, hey, man, man, but I'm down. Just know I'm down. If you're going to make me eat some gross-ass veggies, then I can make you I'm have fun out, with man. me. I'm going to hang out. Like, I'm not – listen, I'm not silly. I know who I'm going with. I know I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not allowed to not hang out with you. That won't be a thing. <laughs> that will be looking for me 24-7. We're going to hang out. It's going to happen. We're going to have a good time, man. Yes. That we shall. Uh, all right, let's talk about Marco, guys. Um, uh, the second round pick who played uh, professionally overseas for Mega, the same team that the twice reigning NBA MVP, Nicole Jokic, played for the maybe sleeper so jewel Marco of, has two-time of AK's eye. Yes, of course. Uh, who really has not managed to make any headway uh, when he came over last season and signed a contract to join the Bulls for real. Spent most of the year playing for the Windy City Bulls and did some pr- pr- some pretty uh, respectable stuff. Thank you, Lawrence. If you take a look at those graphics, that is his numbers for the Windy City Bulls last season, averaging 17 points on 53-27-81 shooting splits, almost 10 boards a game, almost three dimes per game. Um, and while he was doing that, he was hitting the gym and putting some weight on that frame. He did look scrawny as hell when the Bulls drafted him, and even at the beginning of last season. And he said when he was chatting with Will uh, and everybody else on the beat after practice yesterday that he was 215 when last season started, and he is now 240. Do we have faith in the offseason body makeover 
turning Marco into a real NBA player? Because I feel like we see this all the time with younger players going from year one to year two or year two to year three. Oh my God, look at what their summer bod looks like. They're going to be a monster. And then sometimes, yeah. And then sometimes, no. What do you guys make of what Marco did for Windy City this past season? And what do you make of the work he put in in the weight room? Will, I'll start with you. Beefcake, Marsha, Marco, I love it. Um, So, yeah, typically I feel like the the 15 pounds of muscle in the summer is kind of like lip service, but he actually like is huge. And I think that's great. He's not a explosive athlete. Um, and so you have to figure out other ways to succeed if that's the case. I think he's a good passer. He's a fine shooter. His jump shots a little wonky, but you know, it's effective. And one of the things that John Bryant and Marco were talking about is just his ability to finish in traffic now. You know, he's really good at catching little short roll uh, passes and either getting to the rim or kicking it out to weak side shooters. That's super important. I talk about that all the time because it's like my favorite thing when bigs are able to do that well. Um, but he was just so thin that he like wasn't able to get through contact at all. And so I do think this helps him a lot there. And I don't think, you know, in some in some cases, like adding a ton of weight kind of slows you down and, and changes your game a little bit. But I don't think that will necessarily be the case for him because as I said before, he's not really that explosive, physical, overwhelming type of athlete. So I think that could help a lot. Um, you know, you also have to think about the rest of the roster moves that the Bulls made. They brought uh, Andre Drummond in. Tony Bradley is obviously there. We'll see which of those two gets minutes. But then you also return Derek Jones Jr., who, as we've talked about, I think works best as a small ball five. So there's competition for minutes. And... Um, the cream rises. Like if he's playing well, he'll get to play. Uh, that obviously was not the case last year, but I'm really excited to watch him in summer league. Uh, John Bryant was talking about uh, Marco and Aya working really well together in a pick and roll tandem at practice. So I'm just curious to see what he looks like in, in game speed, because honestly we haven't seen it. No, like ever. We, we've only seen it for a couple minutes here and there in garbage time. That's really it. Simona minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, use this by talking about the last uh european player that was here that broke my heart so i i have a thing matt matt i talk about magical weight gain all the time i talk about the magical weight gain all the time because every year there's a player that has that magical weight gain for the chicago bulls from carlos boozer to to now marco like it's always a player that has a magical weight gain in the offseason that they talk about and and it never really equates you know what I'm saying, to improvement of something in that game. It's weird because I feel differently. I feel like you, Will. I feel differently about Marcos, and, and I'll tell you why. The last time that happened to me was Lowry, and I remember Lowry when he was in that offseason, and I've told Matt, and I, we did locked on, I said, Matt, this dude looks like the white Carl Malone. Like, he was so huge. He was colossal, muscles bulging out everywhere. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be a force. I couldn't wait. And then you saw what happened. And he just used it to shoot more threes and stand outside all day. The difference with Marco is Marco enjoys going inside. Marco likes it. Marco plays at the rim. He's a pick and roll dude who gets it and he goes to the bucket. He rolls. He goes to the bucket and he tries to finish. And to put on extra weight will help that. That's exactly what that helps. And that's what you you said, uh, Will. Like, it will help him finish. Like, it's going to help him finish when he's going to go to the paint. He will finish through the contact. That is exactly what that kind of muscle will do for a player. We haven't seen it. You're right. Because he's a rookie. And he was a second-round rookie, I have to keep reminding people. He's a second-round rookie, all right? It's not going to come in, you know, ripping things down. That's not normal for a second-round rookie to do. It's going to take him some time to get acclimated. And he's in a brand-new country. It's going to take him some time to get acclimated and things like that. They also said his English got better. So now he can actually speak to the yeah, media a little bit good. more. So, yeah. So those things took time, you know what I'm saying, to, to grow along, along with his game. But as far as the weight, I think it does help him because it, it's a part of his game. You know what I'm saying? It's a part of what he likes to do. And that's draw contact because he gets to the foul line. That's what he does because he draws that count contact so he can get there. So, yeah, I think it works in this sense more so than it worked 
for for guys like Lowry because he doesn't want to just stand out there and shoot. He wants to mix it up and get in there and be physical. And as you know, the Bulls are definitely lacking on that. And he's a guy that likes that. You can't you can't average almost ten rebounds a game and and not be a guy who likes to be physical. You know what I'm saying? So he it's going to help him. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely going to help him. And yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what it does this season because we're going to get a look definitely. And we just have a to lot clarify, of people, like, go ahead, Will. I was just gonna say, you know, I, I do think it will help him. I'm not sure if that makes him like a rotation player. You know, right? Could. No, it's all about <laughs> no, it's all about expectations. And so, like, he was the 50 something no. pick, yeah, 44th yeah. overall pick. Like, you, you have to set your expectations accordingly. So, yes. if right. he's able to play, that'd be awesome. And I think this will help him. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna all of a sudden be. You know, well, and, especially right. when the Bulls were shorthanded and desperately so at certain times last season, first when the team got hit with the Omicron, you know, COVID wave. And then when guys started getting injured, Bulls fans are like, why the hell did they give one of these 15 roster spots to Marco if he's if he's not good enough to play? You know, like, why? Why are we being subjected to Tony Bradley and 20 plus minutes a game of Javante at the four? Like, why is this happening? What What's Marco doing? Well, he's playing in the Windy City. You know, he's playing in the G League trying to up his game because his game, Billy took one look at it and was like, yeah, that's not NBA level yet. Um, people in the comments theorizing about just how uh, Marco has made this body transformation offseason. Uh, Samity thinks it's uh, loading up on Portillo's. Gio thinks that he might be eating those built bars. Shout out to bars. <laughs> um, Ryan thinks that he could have been in the gym with Adam Sandler. You know, getting those Bo Cruz workouts in. Oh man! Oh, Mark Sam, any of course I do, man. They right here, baby. Don't worry. They're right there. Well, but what yeah. he said to that was that, like, you know, he he came in and he like lifted weights, but now he like a couple times a week, but didn't like really take it that seriously. And I think the last however long he's been like in the gym every single day, lifting yeah. on some sort of like you know workout regimen, and that's the kind of thing that is like physical proof of work ethic. Right. And so yeah, yes. that's, that's a good sign. I mean, like I said, yeah. who knows what that actually translates to on the court, but it's a good sign. It is. Um, Rick saying, I don't think Marco's footwork is good enough uh, to play power forward. Uh, I, his footwork is certainly something that he will need to continue to work on. I'm glad that he's taken this uh, new, you know, workout seriously, this new weightlifting, whatever it is that has allowed him to add this bulk to his frame because he certainly needed it. I, I still worry about him on the defensive end. Like, you know, he may not sure. get bodied around as much. Um, and, and, Will, you alluded to it, and his coach, John Bryant, talked about it just yesterday after practice, talking about the way that he's been able to finish through contact a lot better. Because, you know, before, and you know, the tape we saw on Marco when he was watching him with Windy City, he's like, he never seemed to be a player who shied away from contact, but was actually fine with even initiating contact. But finishing through that contact and having the strength to do so is what was lacking. And so maybe now that is something that he can check off, you know, the to-do list. And then, you know, maybe, maybe another half a season or so down the road that we can start to worry about, you know, mechanics of defensive footwork. Cause like, yeah, I, there's still a long way to go in that department. Yeah. It's definitely work to do on defense. And a friend of mine, when, when he put on that weight gain, a friend of mine on Twitter said, see Dave, he, he did what you said he needed to do. And I said, well, yeah, that's one of the things that he needed that I said he needed to do. And the other one was what you just mentioned, man, was defense. And he asked me perimeter or post. I was like, I'm not worried about him guarding guys on the perimeter. He has to get his post defense straight. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be with the big dudes. That's what he's going to do. I'm not worried about if he gets cooked by Steph Curry. I mean, everybody does. I'm not concerned about that. Right. But I do need him to not be punked around down in the paint. You know what I'm saying? And actually not be a liability down there. That's, you know, what I need. But again, these are steps in the process and these are, this is steps in the process that we're not used to. We're not mm -hmm. used to watching players develop in front of our face. We're not. We're not. We're not used to watching guys be do this. This is this is what normal NBA teams do. You know what I'm saying? They develop their talent. We're not used to this, man. So I get why people say these things about Marco. You know what I'm saying? Because they they're like, as soon as they saw it, they're like, we're done. Nope, that's it. He sucks. He stinks. They they brought him in here clearly to stash him. Matt and I said that a million times when we were doing this podcast previously. They, he's going to be a stash, and he's going to be somebody that's going to have to grow uh, in in this uh, system. And I'm okay with that. And and Will, I wanted to read I wanted to read this quote 
uh, that Marco said uh, also. I wanted to read this. But he said, it was a little bit difficult for me because it was my first year in the NBA. And I was running every day on the court, out of the court, how to live here, and understanding everything. It's a process. I know it's not all in one year. I need time to understand everything and learn everything. I think I've improved a lot, but I have a lot of space to improve myself. That's a dude who's got his head on right. That that makes all the sense in the world. Like, let me figure out how this works first, because I don't know. He never ate here before. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've never lived here before. What's this music that y'all like? Who the hell is Little Dirt? You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't he don't know these things, bro. Like, this is all brand new to him. So give him a year, like, give him some time to figure that stuff out, stuff out, figure out his game on the floor, and then watch him develop. You know what I'm saying? So just take it as development. Don't look for it all this year, Bulls fans. We're not saying it's all going to pop in on them this year like that. But hopefully there's some improvement we see this year. <laughs> Old Bug just said he'll get plenty of time to work on playing through contact at practice, trying to move Andre Drummond's <laughs> colossal ass. That's a fact, boy. Drummond has That's some, a fact. some girth to his frame. That is yeah. uh, without a doubt. Well, Alex is asking, whatever happened to Paul Zipser? Speaking of what, young Euro prospects that didn't pan out? Why do we? No, you know what? I don't even want to talk about Paul Bulls fans. Zipser. Are so hurt. We're so hurt. <laughs> so much pain. You guys have to have some like put it into context. These guys are second round picks. This is not like yeah, every Euro guy sucks now because like, come on. I I O is not the rule. He's the exception. You know, mm. Nikola Jokic being an MVP that got drafted in the second round. That's exception. You know, the, There's a reason why you can count rock. like five right. of them. <laughs> they, they're called diamonds in the rough because they are almost impossible to find. Fact. <laughs> but that's Fact. that's what we're doing at Summer League. That's what everybody's there for. It's to find some diamonds yeah. in the rough that were undrafted or, you know, that another team might not have developed the way that they, that, you know, like I, I feel like Miami and the Spurs and uh, the Raptors do this a lot where they like find another man's trash and then they develop him into like a really solid player. So that's mm-hmm. that's what they're here for. And I think whether it's for another team or this team, like this is the opportunity to start seeing that development, seeing what you can establish. But again, put it into context. Like this guy played like seven NBA games in his career. Let's yeah. let's just see what happens. <laughs> Speaking in the fourth though, quarter. <laughs> yeah. Garbage time. Speaking so though, of using Summer League to try to find that next diamond in the rough. We also do want to talk about Justin Lewis today and whether or not the Bulls may have found one in him, the two-year product mm-hmm. out of Marquette. We will talk about him coming up next. But first, that was a teaser. Mm-hmm. That was a teaser, Lawrence. So Sorry. quick on the graphic. Sorry, so I was quick. there. I was there. <laughs> Big Dave has to tell the people about Owen first, and then we will talk about Justin Lewis. Don't they want to hear about that first? Because it stands for only what you need and what you need is a hundred percent plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as will the go gottlieb does dang it it's free of artificial ingredients it's allergen friendly it's no gluten or dairy and for the people with the issues with the stomach it is very easily digestible and the person who we first heard about this from the person that loves this product qb1 justin fields He's down with Owen. So that means you should be too. And Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer, ladies and gentlemen. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com and use that code CHGO. That is 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com using that promo code CHGO. Oh, so won't you join us? Won't you join Lawrence? Won't you join Matt? Won't you join Will? Won't you join me and Justin Fields and try a win? Because it's only what you need. Because like Justin Fields, a wins, a win. There it is. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Um, Yes, sir. So, Justin Lewis played two years at Marquette. A lot of Bulls fans were stoked when they plucked this undrafted free agent and signed him to one of those two two-way contract spots. Take a look there at his sophomore year stats at Marquette, averaging nearly 17 points a game. Those shooting splits, 44, 35, 76. 
7.9 boards, 1.7 assists, 1.1 steals, made all Big East honors as well as being named the Big East Most Improved Player of the Year. Um, there's a lot to like about Justin Lewis, starting with that uh, that physicality, a guy who's 6'7 and has a 7'2 wingspan. The, uh, the, the, the prototypical NBA frame that everybody's looking for right now for guys <laughs> that can play uh, all over the floor, can guard multiple positions, maybe even flirt with guarding one through five. He has strength to go along with his size. He, you know, if yeah. anything, I would say he guards bigs better than he guards smalls around the perimeter right now. But unlike Marco, I have faith that his footwork will continue to get better. Uh, I, I don't know how you how excited you guys are about Justin Lewis. Like, you know, Marquette is just a stone's throw from Chicago. I know that there are a lot of like overlap between fans who are Bulls fans and Marquette fans. That is a group of people that exists. Plus, you know, you got Jimmy Butler. Marquette product. Um, that other guy who played here for one pointless season, also a Marquette guy. D Wade. Uh, so yeah, look, I get why Bulls fans are excited about this, especially considering that we didn't really add a wing in free agency that people were looking for, that our dear friend Will here was hoping for. Is <laughs> is is there diamond in the rough potential here with this Justin uh, Lewis fellow? Uh Big Dave, what what do you ha- what have you seen so far about him that that strikes you? You know what? When I was watching uh, video on him, the first thing I said thought about was what I see what uh, Al said in the comments about I love his aggression. Like, that was the word that just kept coming to me, was aggression. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what he is, man. He's physical. Like, just that. He has, he has real, like, natural ability, like, natural tools. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just real natural. It comes to him kind of easy. I'm sure he worked on it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just real natural. The skills that he has um but i loved it on defense and i loved how physical he was in the post uh i like the fact that he kind of turned his shelf into a three-point shooter uh that's always good you know what i'm saying when you could do something like that like you saw the, the shooting splits at 35 uh like that but it's two two things one the bull it's it's the fact that the bulls need the wing help that kind of shines light on him you know what i'm saying and I think that's what really just kind of puts it, the spotlight on him, like, oh, man, he might be that dude. And I'm not saying he's not, because he could be. But I'm saying I think that's what puts more on it, because it's a need for the Chicago Bulls. It would be like if somebody was shooting 42% from three right now. You know what I'm saying? And just walked in here, we'd be looking right at him. You know what I'm saying? We'd be like, yo, that's the guy we are focused on right there. We got to figure out everything like this. But he's he's got some skill, and he's definitely tough, and he's definitely good. Uh, he turns the ball over. That's the other thing I wanted to say. He he definitely will turn the ball over. He had more turnovers than he had assists. He'll 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 do that. You know what I'm saying? But for what I, the role I see him in, I don't think he's gonna be you know that ball handler or anything like that. But he could still begin to get stripped. You know what I'm saying? When he's in the post trying to make those moves, you know his handles are icky. Yeah, it, yeah, and, not and, not, and not good at all. Icky. Like not, yeah, like, oh, not good icky. Right, right. No, right. right. Like bad you know what i'm saying like bad and stuff like that but i think with the role they'll have him play just as that tough guy and that energy guy of uh, to come in and you know get those dirty rebounds and those dirty points you know what i'm saying and things like that and just give guys a, bl- a break and like you said with that ability to play one through five he can give anybody a break or the guard one through five excuse me he can give anybody uh, a break for the chicago bulls so yeah i'm, I'm interested i'll have definitely have eyes on him uh, in the summer league, because I want to see how the development has gone for him. But you can't question the motor. You can't question how he's physical. And you can't question the natural ability that he has. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think, you know, we look at some of the other players that AK has brought in or drafted. It's long, defensive-minded players who have maybe a little bit of offensive upside, right? Uh, Lewis is probably the biggest. He's very much like Pat Williams sized. And that's exactly what you need in a player in today's NBA. Um, I think he's going to potentially be, you know, Jay Jay Crowder is a common comp for him. And I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of uh, being sort of a sturdy defensive player that can guard threes, fours, and maybe some fives Um, be pretty switchy but like this is a high profile player so uh hoops hype put together like an aggregator of all the mock drafts and justin lewis was averaged um his average mock draft spot was 42nd overall 
his highest was 32 and his lowest was 45. So this is like, this is a high level prospect and the bulls were really lucky to get him undrafted as a two-way guy. And uh, I think he's got a real opportunity to be one of the core guys with this summer league team. Uh, Wasserman from Bleacher Report ranked him as the third best undrafted free agent that we're going to see at summer league. And I think that's, there's so much potential there. And like we talked about, they need guys that size that are that big that have shooting ability. And he put up, you know, 35% on threes, but he was getting them up. Like he, he was a uh, 1.8 for 5.2 per game. He had 58 made threes last year. That's a lot of shooting. And that is really good. I mean, that's like a better, almost a better indicator than his percent is like how willing he is to get the ball up. So um, I'm very excited about him and he's that perfect complimentary three and D three, four kind of player that every team in the league needs and that the bulls have such a massive hole. Um, you know, assuming Patrick Williams is going to play 36 minutes a game, which would be great. Like who fills that mm-hmm. other spot? And I think Justin Lewis can be that guy. Mm. Would love that. Uh, shout out to our guy. Hayes, Chicago Bull central in the chat. Saying, uh, you all know AK loves those wingspans. He's like Vince McMahon is with seven footers. Is, is, that, is that accurate, Dave? I mean, I assume that that's a reference to him liking wrestlers who are over seven feet tall. I didn't know that that was yeah. a thing. Oh, you you don't know seven people? Oh, oh, my God. I got so much to show you. Like, well, you know, like, <laughs> so many things. What, was Vince McMahon running things back when Andre the Giant was popular? Like, yes. Yeah? Okay. That's who brought him in. Him and Andre the Giant was tight. You should, did you watch, you should watch that documentary. I watched Andre like, the was, Giant documentary. I don't oh, recall this was all in it. Vince being heavily featured but oh yeah Vince was in it for sure man but yeah Andre he loves the big seven foot tall guy attraction because you have to think of it like a circus you know what I'm saying it's it's an attraction when you're that big and you can throw people around like you can you'll you'll have a spot in the WWE so there's a big dude in there now right now uh Omos like this big huge dude from Nigeria he's about seven feet tall and he just gets in there and throws people around it's it's awesome he loves it yeah um is the undertaker seven feet tall i know he's a big dude yes yeah undertaker seven feet tall came seven feet the big show was seven feet 400 pounds like all of that stuff like yeah the bigger the better when it when it comes to stuff like that with vince mcmahon the bigger the better he's right um so you know just going back to uh, justin lewis for a second i i do think that he needs to put some work in on his shot um you know knocking down 35 percent behind the arc is not bad, but I, I did tend to notice that anytime he tried to get, you know, take shots that were open catch and look shots from a good step or two behind the college three point line, his accuracy went way, way out of control. So like, does he have the accuracy and the shot mechanics and the confidence to knock down threes at the NBA level regularly? I don't think he's there yet. Um, but again, that's something you can add to your game. Maybe he can improve his handling a little bit. But as far as you know, what he could offer, uh, basics, getting out in transition, running the floor, finishing at the rim, plus everything he can offer you on the defensive side, um, I, I like it. I like it as just a random, you know, undrafted free agent flyer to throw into the mix for summer league and training camp, and and who knows. Um, I'd say that there's a decent chance that he ends up playing a lot of games for Windy City this upcoming season, and I and I would love to watch that happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that to happen. I, I would be tremendously excited uh, for that. But Will, I wanted to ask you that: do Do you agree with that point? I, I said like the more it's more of a spotlight on him, and people might you know be looking at him even harder because it's such a position of need uh, for the Bulls. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's interesting. Um, I think, you know, same thing with Marco, like you have to have the context of where he was, how, how you got him. Like he was undrafted. We don't know that's because he, you know, and his agent just said like, don't draft me. I want to pick where I want to go. Uh, you know, it could have been, that's, that's something that happens a lot in the second round. Um, so it could be that, but you know, there's, there is a lot of pressure for, I think the bulls to find a guy that plays that position. And so maybe some of that will seep into, into Justin Lewis, Lewis's performance, but you know, he certainly hasn't gotten the media attention that Dalen has got. Um, and so, you know, we'll see, but 
I, I think he does have a lot of potential. There's obviously a ton of work that needs to be done. And when I talk about, you know, his upside, that's exactly what it is. It's his upside. And so we'll see how he looks. Um, he seems like the kind of guy that could be successful in summer league and in the NBA level, just because of the tools and skill set that he has. And I think the bulls and every other team in the league are under pressure to find those guys. Mm. You guys, uh, before we wrap up, you want a little Bobby Marks bomb that just dropped a couple minutes ago? Oh, Always. Bobby Marks bomb. Okay. Well, uh, this just came across my Twitter alerts. One contract signed today that stands out uh, is the five-year, $251 million deal for Bradley Beal, negotiated by his agent, Mark Bartlestein. The Beal contract consists of a no-trade clause. He is the only... Mm player in the league to have a no trade clause currently a follow-up from Bobby Beal becomes only the 10th player to have a no trade clause joining LeBron KG Mello Dirk Kobe Wade Duncan David Robinson and John Stockton the contract also has a 15% trade kicker and a player option in year five get that bag and get that no trade clause Bradley what do you guys Beal. what do you guys think about that because to me that's a much different contract than the one zach got and i think if i'm the wizards i'm in a lot i would have a lot more concerns about giving him that deal than the bulls would have had giving zach his deal and here's yeah. why uh one he's two years older he's had the injury history and five years for a 29 year old is a lot different than five years for a 27 year old. Like you're talking about going through age 32 versus through age 34. Um, the 15% trade kicker and the no trade clause is insane. I mean, the, the historical context of it aside, like he's basically gonna be able to hold the wizards hostage now and say, I want to get traded here. And yep. that's where I'm getting traded. And also I'm going to get 15% on top of that. Um, <laughs> if I'm the Wizards and I'm basically headed nowhere right now, because let's be honest, that's kind of where they're at as a franchise. They have a bunch of like fourth through eighth men on their team. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's just a tough spot to be in. They Beal had all the leverage in the world and obviously like go get your money. That's always number one for me. But just from the Wizards perspective, that's a really tough spot to be in. Yeah, the Wizards, I mean... It's wild that this has become par for the course as far as when it comes to contracts with them. Like, they give out these kind of contracts, man. I still think about that John Wall contract that they gave out. That thing was astronomical. My God. The auto porter contract. My My God. God. Yes. And to be fair, that one was was the Nets giving him the most insane max offer sheet. Poison pill, backloaded, every single, like, cheat code in the book to try to get the wizards to not match it and they matched it anyway and they got they stuck with it, it. And, then the, and then the bulls got yep. stuck with it then the bulls got stuck with it yes and he ended up a champion so yeah man like shout out to him for getting his contract um you're right it's much different from zach's uh and, and he doesn't play defense uh on top of that he's not a great defender uh out there but i'm not i can't be mad at this at all like i mean bill is an all-star man this dude puts the ball into the bucket that's what he does at a very high clip in a very exciting clip. Like, he's awesome uh, at the game of basketball. So, him showing that loyalty to the Wizards for the time being is, is really nice. For the time being. For the time being. He's showing that loyalty. He doesn't – dude, he put a no-trade clause in loyalty. for the Wizards. For the right. Wizards, But bro. it's not a no-trade clause for him. It's a no-trade clause where he can veto any trade. So, basically, he's going to say – you can't trade me unless you send me to the team I want to go to. Right. Yeah. And look, if, if that day comes when it's not Zach coming to the Bulls to say, all right, I've, I've, I've had enough here. I'm ready to move on. I want out. Please find me a trade. But, you know, the opposite, if the Bulls Ew. decide they want to shake things up but they want to trade Zach, they need to trade Zach to get some other, you know, megastar kind of player in here, mm-hmm. um, you know, Bulls fans who were worried about Zach's contract being like a – way too big untradeable contract look at the evidence around the nba in recent years all-star players on max level contracts still bring trade value why because they're star players did again we talked about we touched on this yesterday briefly did you see what the jazz just got 
for Rudy freaking Gobert. And, you know, like Zach Levine's trophy case is not as big as Rudy Gobert's. He's not, you know, three-time DPOY, but he is a two-time All-Star who's younger and on not quite as ridiculous of a contract. If that day comes and the Bulls decide they need to move him, that is a movable contract and a movable contract that can actually get you assets in return. The fact that this no-trade clause is in here for Beal is wild to me. But, hey, you know, the Wizards said Beal is our guy. We are going to ride his legs and his scoring as far as it will go, which hasn't been very far. But (laughs) that's a a choice. And the other other thing that I think makes the Bulls (laughs) – the other thing that I think makes the Bulls decision to max Zach so much different is that the Bulls like have upside and I just don't think the Wizards do. Now, I'm not sure what they could have done there, but they basically handcuffed themselves by maxing him and yeah. committed to being the 20th best team in the league for the next year. The and then on top of that, they've now cost themselves even more money if they do end up wanting to trade him. So it's just an interesting decision. And they uh, they don't have a lot of leverage, but interesting interesting decision. They're not going to just let him walk for nothing. But he got he got like he got like the ultimate bag. Yes, I mean I can't do nothing but applaud it. Shout out to him! Congratulations. He's going to be putting up buckets. The green light is yours, sir, and he's going to be putting up the, them buckets, man. And shout out to getting your money. Shout out to you, Bradley Bill, for real, man. Congratulations. Yeah, and let's end on this in reference to that Gobert trade. The Joker saying in the comments, Danny Ainge really got all that, but Paxson couldn't get anything for Boozer. Shaking my head. I mean, Boozer was not an all-star by the time he was playing his last games for the Chicago Bulls. Far from it. But hey, you know why I read it? Because I enjoy anytime people throw some shade at our old pal John. I mean, you could, you could have easily sat and, and, and we could have talked wrestling because everybody was talking wrestling in the comments. But no, you go and choose that one. You know what I'm Come saying? On. Like, to give What do you think back. brings me more joy, Dave? <laughs> talking about wrestling, which you know I am completely indifferent towards. Or cracking a joke or... in Texas. <laughs> God. It's just sitting there. Just Come sitting on. there chilling, eating some chicken wings. And Matt okay. just punches I'm, you in the face. That's I'm, what happens. On. I'm not mentally un- unhealthy or unstable about it as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. But as much as you used to be. That's, yeah. that's why yeah. we can make jokes now. It's because we're all in a good Okay. Place. It's part of a healing process. Okay. I'll accept exactly. that. I'll accept that. I'll accept that lie. So <laughs> is Matt Peck eating vegetables in Las Vegas, which I believe is coming soon. I have a plan. Just know coming that a plan is in a YouTube in, near you. It's done. I have a plan. And I am going to take care of my guy. I'm not going to make him eat no crap. I'm going to take care of my guy, man. Yeah. But he will eat something healthy. I can promise you that. Can't wait. I can promise you that. Yes. I can. Um, but <laughs> we will be there soon. I, I'm heading to the airport in like 12 hours or so. I got to crack a dog yeah. flight because I got two legs to get there. We will be in Vegas tomorrow uh, with tomorrow. the rest of the All City Networks NBA crews. DNVR Nuggets crew is going to be there. PHN X sons are going to be there. We're all going to be posted up in the same house, just a couple miles off the strip, providing you guys with some fun coverage and content over this long summer league weekend. The Bulls have games on Friday and on Sunday, their first two of four. We will be there covering those. Um, and we'll be having a lot of fun in between the NBA yeah. summer league coverage. Um, Lawrence, wish you could come with us. Man. I know. Well, I was gonna hey, say yeah, we got. Jealous. You don't want to come. We got us. just a, an extra spare bed no, or two in that Airbnb. Oh, man. <laughs> Go to the That's Cosmo Secret that Pizza at Cosmo. You got to get a slice for me. That would be Secret Pizza at Cosmo. At the Cosmo, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll it's, check it out, man. It's it's hidden, but it, you, you could easily find it's it. It's hidden. All right. Just send us everywhere you would like us to go. Try oh, something man. out at. I love the Cosmo. Yeah, y'all. Y'all also send that to us on Twitter as well. If y'all yeah. see some things y'all want us to go check out, some food spots, send it yeah, to us. Yeah, some people were saying in the we'll chat earlier on, like, I think some place is called Nacho Daddy or some El Taco Gordo. There's a couple of different references into this chat here, but okay. yeah. You I guys will, will eat well. We'll I will eat the shit out of some nachos. Uh, craft Man. Steak, Tom Calicchio. I liked that place. That was that was a good time. All, but, right. Ooh, all right. I don't know if you're having big boy meals or not. We'll see. <laughs> all right. 
That looks well, like a story. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have to save that story for next time. I, I mean, like, right. you know, the ones that, you know, there's a couple bills stacked on top of each other when you buy okay. a meal at the craft stick. Company mm-hmm. dime, my friend. Flexing, flexing on them. All right. I see you. Lawrence, uh, thank go. you for uh, for filling in for our guy, Joe. We, we miss doing shows with you, man. Come by any time. Yeah, Do sure. Come by at any yeah. time. Um, everybody, in the meantime, as we make our way over to Vegas tomorrow, follow Will on Twitter. It won't got leave. Big Dave is at BWL Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Make sure you are following that account for Summer League because we're going to be tweeting all kinds of wild and crazy stuff. D-Maze, what up, boy? <laughs> all right, Thanks, see you guys. as always, for viewing and for listening. Uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel, CHGO Sports, if you aren't already. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. See and, you and, and stick around for Cubs and White Sox post games, both coming up. Hopefully a couple winners. Mm. We'll see. Group therapy sessions. There you go. Peace out. (laughs)